0: Fraternal greetings and a warm welcome to you. We're glad that you could join us on the Ashlers Podcast, a space for the world's oldest fraternity to shine some light through Masonic paper readings, discussions, interviews and more. Freemasonry is so old that our lifetime wouldn't be enough to capture its grandeur in the entirety. However, all things great should begin somewhere, and so we are thrilled to start off with Season 1, which will focus on Freemasonry and its roots in India, one state at a time. As a disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions expressed here are solely of the participants and do not represent any official positions including those of any Grand Lodge or Constitutions thereof. Best efforts have been made to keep the conversation on the level for brethren and non-Masons alike. Hello and welcome folks to the Ashler's, India's one and only audio based freemasonry centered podcast. Now, we guys have been off for a few weeks. And good reasons for that, you know, we will be delving into that a little uh, into the episode. So make sure to stay around to find out more about that. We will be talking in this episode uh, about Chhattisgarh and Jharkhand, which will be covering, you know, some of the central uh, sort of eastern part of the country. Uh, we still have the northeast, which is yet to be covered. So stay tuned for that in the next few episodes. Um, So before we get headlong into our main feature, why don't we talk a little about um, the little delay that we had or the little break that we took, uh, Rinesh?
1: I think everybody knows this is the year-end work pressure. There are a lot of deliverables which we actually are trying to send out of our offices. Obviously, the family work was also going around. This was exactly, I think, after the whole Diwali period, just before Christmas. So there are a lot of pending work which we have not done for the entire year. And this was (laughs) just piled up on me. So I think uh, we both took a conscious decision to just concentrate on our work, on our family, and uh, kind of took a break from what we were doing, what we love to do. Actually, this is not something which is uh, which which is uh, hard and fast on us, or which has been thrown upon us. It is something which is our passion, and we still took a break from that just to concentrate on our family and our work.
0: Very rightly said, Rinesh. And anyone who's you know involved with any kind of work that you know uh, puts a lot of pressure towards a year end will completely empathize with us. Oh, by the way, in case you're hearing any uh, scratching or chatting noises, please forgive me for that. My rabbit is out in my room and he's playing with his toys. So So, yeah, that guy loves Family first. (laughs) Yeah, family first. So folks, we will be delving a little more into what family first means. More importantly, we will also be talking about the priority of demasonry. To give you a little hint... Freemasonry is important, but there are things which are even more important. So that being said, let's jump into our main feature that is talking about Chhattisgarh and Jharkhand. So with that, Rinesh, I hand it over to you. Okay.
1: So guys, we have been obviously chronicling the spread of Freemasonry across the various states. And uh, finally, during our last episode, we thought of jumping into the Eastern Still the central location, but the eastern part of the state, which was, uh, sorry, eastern part of our country, which was Jharkhand and Chhattisgarh. Now, what is Jharkhand? People who have been from Jharkhand will vouch for it. It's an amazing place filled with amazing forest, a great place to be to explore what the old timers used to call the. As a matter of fact, the name Jharkhand itself means land of forest. Jhar actually in the Indo-Aryan uh, uh, language style it used to be called either as a bush uh, a bush or a forest. So, and khand obviously means land. So this was the land of bush or forest. Chhattisgarh similarly has a very interesting theory. And by the way, Shishir, I just came to know Chhattisgarh is considered as mother state. I, I still need to understand what exactly the concept of mother state is. But Chhattisgarh, the name itself, Chhattis in Hindi means thirty-six. Garh is fort. So Chhattisgarh, as per the most popular theory which is, uh, which is common in that state as well as in our country, is that it takes its name from the 36 ancient forts in the area. I'm pretty sure there would have been more. I'm pretty sure uh, some of them would have been not that famous, but I'm assuming the word Chhattisgarh actually means because of those 36 important ancient forts which gave the name to that state.
0: Quite possible, you know, um... Because our country is so ancient. Uh, It's amazing that people actually remember that there were 36 and not 35 or 40 foods. Uh, So there must be good reasons behind that. I'd like to just add one more thing um, Mm. when it comes to Jharkhand. Now, Mm. Khand also means section. In Lucknow, uh, there is a particular place and the sections of it is called Khand. Viputi Khand, for example. So it also means section. So probably it just, you know, goes to say that, okay, this is a forested section of the entire state, maybe. And again, these are all, you know, proper nouns and coming from a lot of ancient uh, timelines. So who knows what was it back then because of which this name has stuck. And if history is any measure, we always know that anything from antiquity usually gets distorted. You know, so, yes. sort of like the Chinese whispers. So uh, I'm thinking True. that might be a case here. So what's more, uh, Rinesh?
1: So let's concentrate on the lodges in Jharkhand. Now, we came to know about three uh, important lodges in Jharkhand. One was in Ranchi, called Ranchi Number 104. Uh, the lodge name itself is Ranchi. It was part of the United Grand Lodge of England and was consecrated back in 1925. Then we have Lodge Tata, number 115, and it is in Jamshedpur, obviously. Uh, but it was again part of the United Grand Lodge of England and consecrated very recently, I would say, somewhere in 1945. By the way, it also has a lodge called Light of Zoroaster, number 222, which is uh, now currently the part of the Grand Lodge of India. By the way, all these lodges are now part of Grand Lodge of India. I would like to really learn more about this Light of Zoroaster. Is it that some of the Parsis actually moved on and started living in Jamshedpur? Uh, Don't you think so? There is a similarity because you have a Tata again and Light of Zoroaster.
0: Yeah, that's what even I was thinking because uh, the Tata family are Parsis. Yes. So probably, you know, there is some connection somewhere there, but who knows? Uh, (laughs) I'm just speculating.
1: Guys, if you're listening, uh, listeners, brethren, if you're listening and if you have any information about uh, Light of Zoroastral Lodge, please do reach out to us. We would definitely like to read about it, learn about it and maybe share it with everyone as well. Uh, Going on from there, we have a place called Dhanbad. Lodge Dhanbar number 95. Now, we have got considerable information about that. Or rather, I would say we have got certain information about this lodge. Again, this lodge is by far the oldest lodge in the current state of Jharkhand because this was consecrated back in 1918. Now, Lodge Dhanbar actually celebrated his centenary back in, obviously, 2018, considering it started back in 1918. And they have their own building and the temple which they had created, or the the temple which they had constructed was in February 1920. I sincerely hope that they actually got the opportunity, considering 2020 was maybe a mess of a year. uh, And the lockdown all started somewhere in the month of March. I am sincerely hoping that the brethren over there at least got an opportunity to visit in the month of February 2020 and kind of celebrate. I don't know in what shape or form were they able to celebrate, but at least they were able to celebrate in some shape or form that they are in a building which is 100 years old. I've it's, it's, I'm, I'm heard that it's a heritage building There are some legal issues which they are trying to solve And I hope that these brethren Actually will be able to come together and solve that problem
0: That reminds me of one thing So my lodge is 99 years old now Whoa. So next year <laughs> <laughs> Next year we will be celebrating Our centenary And um, you know I hope this pandemic thing You know rectifies itself Somehow so at least we're able to do the centenary celebrations like how we have been planning to. Uh, I, but yeah, everything is in God's hands. So we can just hope. Yeah, I know. Uh, but good. As in, at least it is
1: not the 100th year. And then you're suddenly saying, oh, my 100th year went off with, we can't do anything about it. So at least 2021, considering the uh, vaccine situation, which we have been hearing about from every other country is uh, showing promising results. And obviously, uh, we still can't, uh, let our guard down we still have to be very careful about it and assuming if things come back to somewhat a new normal where we are able to be careful and also meet i hope that i can also be part of your uh, 100
0: years uh, lodge uh, festivities I look forward to that Mm -hmm. Ranesh. and just to add to one thing with regards to this pandemic I think a common sense is the best medicine yes or rather not medicine let me put it uh, the best uh, defense Mm -hmm. against anything yeah so you know please continue social distancing wear your masks uh, wash your hands listen to the doctors the health officials the COVID warriors they are not being paid to you know tell lies yeah so please listen to them and make their life also easy yes as it is they're going through a lot so yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, so coming back to the lodge dhanbad in uh, jharkhand some of the prominent brothers which we came to know about and among them the biggest one which i came to know was from the european era called brother thomas luby he happened to to be the additional district commissioner of a larger district of Dhanbada during that time and uh, during the 1917 and he apparently helped in arranging the present lodge property from the ex-Raja of Jharia, and was kind of given as a free gift. So he kind of was able to negotiate with the Raja, get everything done and kept all of these things ready. Now think about this guys, uh, understand this concept like there is a guy who obviously was an official. Who was doing all the work what is required but also did some work for the Freemasonry in that place and ensured that he got some of the lodge property there wow that's that's really interesting like y- you are able to get uh to do certain things in your uh what do you call it, stature and you're able to find out people who can help you with that and ensure that it kind of
0: gets the job done can i just add a different perspective here in really? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, considering that uh this is when nineteen seventeen, right? Yes. I mean, I'm just thinking, uh, this guy is a Britisher talking to a Maharaja. Obviously, even in those days, the British was mm-hmm. a formidable force, right? So right. I don't know what conversation these guys had, but for <laughs> any <laughs> for any ruler to give anything uh-huh. for free or as a free gift is I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I I I like that. I, I like that point as well. So See, he was able to mind, convince, though. you know, he was able to convince the Maharaja, and this is a deal worth taking. It you just need to take it. That's it.
0: Yeah, yeah probably my way or the highway. But again, we are speculating. <laughs> no. Yes, we yes, were not back well. in time. <laughs>
1: Exactly I don't know whether what brother Thomas Luby must have done. and looking at the the date right Thomas Luby would have definitely been a Freemason somewhere he would have been initiated or joined a lodge some in some other lodge. he obviously became to uh, he became the additional district commissioner of uh, Dunbad and that's when he must have thought that he needs a lodge in this premise in this place so that he can get his uh, officials or his brothers who are also along with him to actually get to meet together and that's how they moved on. I think one of uh, the, the list of membership. Obviously, we do. Uh, I didn't go through that, but uh, we came to know the strength of membership is decent enough for a place called uh, for a place uh, like Dunbar. And I think the senior most brethren over there is uh, Vijay Kumar Ilavadi, who has actually completed forty one years in Freemasonry. And obviously, wow. there are many of them who have completed 25 years as well. And uh, listeners, if you know, in Freemasonry, these years obviously for us matters because that kind of showcases the dedication which we have given to this craft, to this art. And that's how sometimes for that dedication which we give, the Grand Lodge of any country or rather, let us let me just talk about the Grand Lodge of India. So the Grand Lodge of India uh, kind of gives us a reward. This is called as a long-term service jewel. The long-term service jewel is given, for, given to brethren who have completed certain number of years. We start off with somebody completing 25 years. Imagine giving 25 years of your life to Freemasonry. And how do you give it? By attending meetings, by taking care of the lodge activities, by doing certain other uh, things which are required from you. That's it. Uh, th- there is nothing big stuff about it. That's not like as if they're asking, oh, how many money did you, how much money did you pay put in for charity? Or did you put this much? Oh, then I'm not that great. Or then you're not that uh, like great in these things and all, and we'll just surpass it. Nothing of that sort. It's all about how much time and effort you have given. We have known brethren who come regularly to a lodge and are more than happy to continue doing that activity, and they are rewarded there are some brethren who are not able to continue because oh, sorry who are not able to come regularly because of their work pressure but they are also rewarded why because they are still our members we don't forget anyone even by the way even if you leave Freemasonry, Freemasonry doesn't leave you in the sense of we will still call you the brother you are not attached to a lodge but you're still a brother to me and we will still treat you the same way you will still get the same respect in respect to what
0: so i'll just add to that uh, what rinesh was saying Mm. Uh, let me put it this way you can you know get a person out of freemasonry but you can't get freemasonry out of that person exactly you know and that is simply because the teachings of freemasonry you know it just tells you just be a better person be a good person help people do some charity and again charity does not mean you give money out Mm. you know giving some of your time Mm. is charity as well you know, someone who is in need, someone who needs help. Uh, maybe, for example, if you're a lawyer or a doctor, say you give an hour's time, you know, uh, for you know, pre-consultation, for example. Genuine free consultation. You actually help someone with that. That is charity also, right? Uh, which actually brings me uh, to another point. What we were talking about a little earlier hmm. uh, about the delay and uh, we were talking about the priority of remasonry right so uh listeners what do you think is or should the priority of Freemasonry be in a person's life uh do you think it should be the number one priority should it be the second most important priority or third fourth fifth Rinesh you want to pick up on that
1: yeah we do uh but before that I thought I will just cover one last aspect about uh, the lodges in oh, one more yeah. state Go ahead. <laughs> so the lodges in Chhattisgarh, right? Again, unfortunately, we didn't get much information, but we did get like uh, details about two lodges. There's a lodge called Lodge Chhattisgarh Number 85. It again was part of uh, UGLE, and this is by far the oldest among the two states, uh, among the two current states, I would say, Chhattisgarh and Jharkhand. This was consecrated back in 1911, and then finally we have uh, Lodge Bilai Number 169. Again, listeners, if you have any information about it, if you are a member of that lodge, give us a shout out so that we at least get to know that you guys are listening to us. And obviously we will take it forward by getting some more information from you and sharing it with others. And now, coming to what uh, Shishir was telling us, what exactly, or rather where exactly Freemasonry fall in our place? Uh, I'll just give you a brief uh, point which I had discussed somewhere in the month of February. Um, I was sitting at the committee where we were deciding some guys who had come to us. There were three of them who had come to us and they wanted to join Freemasonry. They wanted to join specifically uh, Freemasonry or sorry, they wanted to join my lodge and they had were sitting in front of me. And uh, there is a formal process wherein first, obviously, they get to know us. We speak with them for some time. We try to understand what how good a person that might be. And uh, listeners, this is not like a set process that yeah, by listening or talking to him after five meetings or about after two meetings or maybe after 25 meetings, you will get to know. It is not. It's a hint. It, it's kind of a guide for us. And it kind of helps us in deciding whether it is okay or not okay for this person to join. Now, obviously, these three guys had come to us. We have been talking with them for almost, I would say, one year, six months to one year with them. And uh, that's when one of these guy asked me, Rinesh, how much time do you think we should spend on this Freemasonry? That, how many times do I have to come in a meeting? So we obviously gave him all the answers, like it's one meeting a month. That's it. That meeting happens to be on a specific day that it doesn't changes that regularly, occasionally because of some situations we would, but prior intimation is given. And that's it. He's like, okay, fine. No worries. I will ensure that I take leave from office on that day and everything. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why leave from office? Is it possible for you? Because I think you can work from home that day or something, or you can shift. I said, yeah, yeah, I can definitely do that. I said, yeah, that's it. Your work comes first. Freemasonry does not top up work because if you work, you get paid and that's what you will be able to sustain, right? And if, if you feel that work is not important and Freemasonry comes on top of that, that's going to be a mess. Please don't do that. And he's like, okay, fine. I will take care of all the family activities. I said, again, family comes first, then comes work. And finally your Freemasonry can come into place. Because without your family support and without you working or rather without you gaining earning money, what exactly are you actually doing in this life altogether? See, I can understand if somebody, unfortunately, is living away from the family and they actually managing. Still, family is there, right? He still has to take care of certain things. You still have to concentrate on that. So my emphasis to these guys was always very simple. Family, work, and then freemasonry. This is the order which I follow. This is the order which I inform everybody about. If you are trying to move it up and down, please be careful because it shouldn't just mess your life.
0: I'll uh, just add to that as well. Now, you know, uh, listeners, the Ashler's podcast, it's Mm -hmm. a passion project for me personally. And I'm sure Rinesh will agree to that and it's a passion project for him too. Both of us are new to podcasting, new to audio editing and all that, but still we do it. And, you know, lo and behold, we are at the 13th episode of this Mm -hmm. podcast. And I'm sure, I mean, at least we are happy with, you know what we have been putting out, the quality and how we are doing it, our research and whatnot. But at the end of the day, when family demands time, you give family that time. When work demands time, you give work that time. Freemasonry can happen. You're not the only one running Freemasonry. There are many yes. other people who are there to step in. So we look out for each other, but at at the end of the day, family work and masonry so let me you know just take a leaf out of one of our teachings of masonry it says very clearly and this is something that you know any person who has just been initiated into freemasonry the first degree will be able to recall it says that you have 24 hours in one day's time that's all you have 24 hours no one has 24 hours and one minute extra nothing like that Everyone has that much time. But how do you spend that time? Well, obviously you spend some of it in the service or praying to the almighty God that you believe in. You spend some time um, in doing your own work. It could be uh, serving a family. It could be you know your occupation or whatever personal endeavors that you have. And then you spend some time in helping out people. But... There is a catch. You help people. But in a way that it does not create any issues for yourself or the people whom you are connected with in order to help someone else. I think that's an important teaching. And it very clearly lays out, you know, how you need to live your life. How you need to spend time in it. Again, it's open to you. How you want to go about it. But this is a general guide that we are told. So... Again, if you notice, there's nothing over here which says after all that thing, you have to also go to Lodge for (laughs) Freemasonry. No. (laughs) So, (laughs) it very clearly tells you what's important in life, right? So, that's the whole point. We both had commitments from family side. We both had commitments from our work side. We both decided that, you know, we can't really run the show while we're concentrating on two very important fronts. So, let's take a break. The world won't come to an end. Podcasting will still continue. Life goes on as normal. We'll get back whenever we are comfortable. And so this Sunday happened to be a time when we both were able to come together and go on with the show. So I think that's an important life lesson. Have your priorities straight in life. What do you say, Rinesh?
1: I absolutely agree. As a matter of fact, I actually got a message last week wherein somebody said, "Inish, I've completed all the shows. Where is the next one? I thought you guys told me about this one. And that what made me really happy. I'm like, whoa, somebody was actually waiting for me. Thank you very much, dude. But I told him, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we have just taken a bit of a break because of so-and-so work. But we're definitely coming back. Just hold on. You will actually enjoy this show as well. And that's how it is. And by the way, Shishu, just to point it out, I think you and me both went through that teaching, I think the first time when we delivered it to a person. Yes. And I think that kind of changed for me. And this is my personal uh, view and personal opinion. What had happened was obviously when uh, I joined Freemasonry for me, initially it was like, okay, something is happening. They are doing a lot of business activities regarding, okay, what needs to be done? How much uh, subscriptions have we received? What are the charity? But I said, like, then what, what else, what next? I don't understand. And then finally, uh, one of the senior brethren came and told me, Rinesh, would you like to actually deliver a specific portion buy heart that portion and make sure that you deliver it in front of a candidate. And this is the portion which I actually got. So when I gave it, when I was reading, when I was by hearting it rather, that at that moment, I realized, wow, this has profound meaning. It is not telling you that forget everything and just concentrate on this, which is what I realized most of the other organizations, which we might know. And I'm I'm using the word might here. I, I definitely don't know much about it. We might know actually sometimes asks us. Whereas an organization called Freemasonry tells us, you help people, but make sure that you are on the strong footing to do that. Don't go into trouble and don't mess up your life just because you want to help others. Because then who's going to take care of you? Because you yourself first have to take care of yourself. You you, you have to take care of your family. You have to take care of your work. And then you can think about Freemasonry. And I think this is one of those very few organizations who actually tell you that.
0: Completely agree. And you know, normally it is said, right? Charity begins at home. Why does charity begin at home? I mean, the whole point is you first make sure... To reneesh's point that you yourself are in a position that you're actually able to help someone yes you know if if you fall now you're the one who needs help Mm. so you become a burden when you actually set out to remove that burden so ensure that you're first of all well placed in whatever way shape or form and then go out to help others all right, I think that comes towards the end of our uh, show. We do have a vote of thanks for brother Vikram Balakrishna uh, who referred brother Abir Chakravarti from Tanbad, who was able to provide us with a lot of information that you've heard uh, you know from us uh, today. So with that, uh, brethren and listeners, like we always say, feel free to reach out to us. If there's any information that we may have missed, which you feel we should include, or which you feel we may have wrongly mentioned, please do let us know. We would be happy to correct that. We are all humans. We all make mistakes. Um, And the other thing I want to call out is um, any first degree uh, brethren who are listening to our show, if you have guessed what we are talking about, please do let us know as well. Our email is in the show notes. And if you missed us, please let us know about that too. It's, uh, it's good to know that, you know, people are actually looking forward to our episodes. It feels nice. After all, we're putting in so much effort and whatnot. All right, folks. So next week, we will be covering the Northeast. And from that, we we'll would be going a little south of Northeast, which we will mention in our 14th episode. So in closing... Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Rinesh, any other closing thoughts from your side?
1: I would say thank you for staying with us. That's more important.
0: Completely agree. Thank you, folks. Your support is extremely important. It is encouraging and really, you know, uh, makes us feel that, you know, that this is something of importance, not just to us, but even for others. So keep those messages coming in. Let us know, reach out to us. With that, folks, thank you for your time and have a good day, night, evening, morning, wherever you are in this planet. All the best to you. Bye bye. All the best. Bye. Well, that just about wraps it up, folks. We sincerely hope that you liked our episode and got a glimpse into the fascinating world of Freemasonry, and what better way than to hear about it from those who are the humble members of the gentle craft. If you have any queries about what we shared on this episode, or generally on this podcast, or even about Freemasonry, please check out the show notes for links to the Grand Lords of India's website, or feel free to write us an email. Please do look forward to the next episode.